Hi, I'm Elle Crawford Marsden. This is Heart to Heart, a podcast about life, love, loss and everything in between. It's a mix of storytelling and conversations with some kick-ass human beings, all with the hope that you may pick up a life gem or two to help you navigate this earth life. So join me to be entertained, enlightened and authentically guided to a more resilient life. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart, the podcast. Today, it's just me, and I'm sharing a story that I have been telling myself, or that I told myself for the first 35 years of my life, and the impact that that had on me was profound. It changed my whole view of my position in the world, my position in my family, and how I felt about myself, and it was completely incorrect. It's just so interesting when we get our mind, our monkey mind, latched on something, And without any logic or any facts to back it up, we just believe it in total faith. So that's what my episode is about today. The story that I told myself, the miracle of my conception, therefore the miracle of my life. So I hope that you enjoy the listen and that maybe something in there resonates with you. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Heart to Heart, the podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you a story about the miracle of my life, well, really the miracle of my conception. It is such a big story for me because it impacted me completely for about 35 years of my life, and I'll tell you why. So you may have listened before that I'm the youngest of seven. So I have five older brothers and an older sister, but my next sibling up is seven years older than me and he wasn't very well as a child he was a very severe asthmatic so I think that after six children my mum and dad were a bit worn out and they decided not to have any more fair enough so dad went and had a vasectomy but for some reason they didn't read the literature and during the six week period after a vasectomy where it hasn't actually worked well it's on its way to working but the sterility isn't there yet, that was when I was conceived. So (laughs) it really impacted me. I mean, it's amazing. I just feel so grateful and blessed and lucky to be here. But what it impacted me about was that I didn't feel like I was planned. Now, I know there must be many, many, many of you out there who came from unplanned pregnancies and thank God for us that we did. But I know it did impact me because I had six older siblings and I just didn't really feel like I fit. It was just an interesting concept that I had sort of built up in my own head. You know, it's like the stories we tell ourselves. I I am a little different to the rest of my siblings. I'm probably half a generation ahead of them. All through my childhood and adolescence and, you know, 20s, I was just really struggling with the fact that I wasn't a planned baby and that I didn't really feel like I I fit in the family being so much younger than everyone else you know my oldest brother was 18 when I was born and my brothers were moving out when I was you know under under six or seven so I didn't grow up with everyone but it just was the way that the story I was telling myself I suppose is really what happened in the end so I had this really wonderful childhood I was really very close to my dad and my mum was just you know a full-time house worker at home like raising seven children there was always a meal 
and dessert, always dessert. This childhood was great. I was very, very fortunate. We lived in a beautiful home in a seaside suburb and, you know, I had a great childhood. And so one of my closest friends, her mother was my mum's best friend. So when I was 17, I remember distinctly having this argument with my dad. So my mum and me in the kitchen having an argument with my dad because the two couples, so my my friend's parents and my parents had decided to get together and import antiques. Now, I have no idea where this brainstorm came from because it didn't seem to fit with, well, it didn't, definitely didn't seem to fit with my parents, but my dad was totally on board. And so they had decided that he and my friend's mother would go overseas to source antiques. And my mum was just like, freaking out about this as you can imagine and she must have had some sort of intuition and I had some intuition that this was going to be disastrous if we allowed this to happen so I distinctly remember having this argument with my dad and my mum and I standing there and just saying you cannot do this mum has to go with you if you're going overseas mum has to go with you and she was saying the same thing that she wanted to go as well and help choose the antiques and there was just no sway there it was just end of story dad was going and that was that Well, they went overseas, so my dad and my friend's mum, and when they came back, I distinctly remember, isn't it funny, the little things that you remember that just become a intuition to you. What I remember is they both brought home the exact same VCR. Oh, for you guys, that's a videotape recorder, video cassette recorder, (laughs) showing my age. So they brought home the exact same VCR. And for me, that was quite exciting because I always loved technology. But it just tweaked something in my mind and I just knew something was going on between these two. And so it did come out within the next few weeks that, yes, Dad had fallen in love with this woman and that he was going to leave. So here I am at 17 doing my final year at school and feeling completely at sea. My dad was my hero. I was, you know, every night, still at 17, he would come home from work and I would sit on his lap and we would talk about our days and swap stories. And I was just absolutely heartbroken. I was so angry. I was angry 17-year-old hormonal girl. So dad moved out and he came back a little while later. Obviously, he and mum had some counselling and he came home and he came home for about six weeks, but his heart just wasn't in it. He was totally in love with this other woman, wanted to spend the rest of his living life with her. So my poor mother had raised seven children, had been married for 36 years, had never been with another man. And this was just the ultimate betrayal. And to her absolute credit, she carried on with her head up high and with such grace and watched her husband, the love of her life, marry her best friend and move to the hills and live idyllically. So you can imagine what sort of experience that was for her. And then on the other hand, she had a 17-year-old daughter who was completely heartbroken, had lost all faith in, you know, family and parenting and role models and love and everything. I was just broken to smithereens, but not knowing that I was, obviously, being 17 and not not being in touch with myself as much as I am now. So my poor mum, I just was rebellious. I really just didn't feel grounded, I suppose. And so the following year, when I was 18, just 18, I ran away, went away, met this young man, fell in in love 
and at 18 and then at the end of that year moved to York Peninsula and got married and it was not the plan at all was definitely not my plan so that two years was like a huge sliding door moment for me it just changed everything and then after I was married you know if you'd listened to the previous podcasts when I was 21 I had my first son when I was 23 I had Chloe and then when I was 24 Chloe was diagnosed with cancer and so this is when I returned to Adelaide and by then I realized that my marriage was not fulfilling me I wasn't happy I was making my husband husband unhappy with my unhappiness and that was when we came I came to Adelaide and found out that Chloe had cancer so it was just another sliding door moment so my husband and I at the time were sort of officially on a break and we were living at my mum's place while Chloe started her treatment she was 17 months old so her treatment was just horrific she had to have all these procedures to have like you know IV lines put in her arm like just holding her down while they're putting a line from her wrist up to her aorta and they were doing that in a bedside and I was holding her down like I was 24 years old I was a baby myself and watching my baby be put through these horrific procedures and then chemotherapy which was just cruel and so she pretty much Chloe pretty much spent six months in hospital and just to cope my husband and I really just bonded together as a team to to get her through this because there was no way that we could have done it and separated at the same time. So our marriage sort of had a little band-aid on it and we went through our days just caring for Chloe and making sure that all of her needs and also Sam who was you know four living in my mum's house and attending kindy and just it was just a horrific time for the whole family. So just pushing fast forward a little bit on that we did get through all that the marriage did not survive as you may have heard and at 28 I found myself a single mother of three children because Liam had been born when Chloe had her liver transplant. So I had three children at 28 living on my own single parent uh, working at a bank and I remember distinctly standing in my backyard talking to a girlfriend and just unloading to her saying how much I disliked myself. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like where I was going. I didn't like myself as a parent, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, anything. I just did not like myself. And that was the time when I've spoken before this amazing book and amazing thought leaders came into my life. So the first book was The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov, which talks about the fact that we are on earth school and that we're all souls and we're all having a physical experience learning what we can't learn in soul life we learn on earth in earth school having that physical life so that just was great that really helped me and then a little bit further on I came across Dr Wayne Dyer now I am a devotee of Wayne Dyer he is an amazing person soul mentor thought leader he is called the grandfather of personal development his voice is like a warm hug it is just beautiful the timber of his voice is so soulful and relaxed and calm and he has just got the most beautiful manner anyway I was still struggling with this displacement that I wasn't planned I didn't feel like part of the family I was really you could tell that I just was different to everyone else you know there was six kids and then there was me and I just felt different 
I really did. And I didn't feel like I had a place. And it was all subconscious. I get that. It was all subconscious. But it did come up and affect me. It affected my choices. Affected my choices around men, around dating, around the way that I perceived myself, the way that I treated myself, the way that I looked at myself, my self-image, my confidence, my self-esteem, it impacted everything. And then so we, we travel along and Chloe's health starts to decline again. So we've had a you know a purple patch of about three or four years after a liver transplant where Chloe was going okay. But when Chloe had the liver transplant, she had an adult liver. I'm just so thankful and grateful to the family who signed that piece of paper as a, as a organ donor but because Chloe was so little she was 17 uh, sorry three and a half and the donor was an adult they have to cut down the liver the liver is an amazing an amazing organ you can cut it down you can cut it in half even now they do partial liver transplants so if that had been maybe five years later ten years later I could have donated half of my liver to Chloe and it would have been a much better match but this match was great for then you know it saved her life at three and a half and it gave us an extra nine years which was amazing but not enough as you can imagine anyway because the liver was an adult liver all the plumbing is bigger so after a few years the connection of her bile duct from her old connection to the new connection just the little join doesn't grow as the liver grows and as the person grows it doesn't grow so you can imagine it looks a bit like an egg timer where you have or a timer where you have the sand through the hourglass you know what I mean where you have that bit in the middle that stays small but on that other side it funnels out so what happened was over time because that join didn't grow there became a blockage in Chloe's liver and if the bile can't get out and it stays in the liver then it causes slow liver failure so this is what was happening in Chloe's body so my poor little girl was just not feeling well and so we had gone through all the process we are now under the um, department of the gastroenterologists and they suspected that Chloe would eventually need another liver transplant Transplant. So this is just wild. Can you imagine taking that information when you think that, you know, maybe you've actually, you've actually had a solution and you'll have your daughter for the rest of her, you know, healthy life. But no, that next curveball comes in. Her liver is failing and she's unwell and we'll need another liver transplant. So coming with this came all these other dynamics around our family that became very challenging because the only place that they do pediatric liver transplants is in Sydney. And by then, Sam was 12 and Liam was around eight. So I have these three children. I'm not on the best terms with my ex-husband and we have to go to Sydney. So what happens is you go to Sydney. Well, best case scenario, you wait in your own home and then you get a phone call and then you go to Sydney and you have the surgery and then you stay there for three months while they get all the levels right for the liver transplant, make sure there's no rejection, make sure the liver is healthy in the new body and then you get to go home but in our case what happened was we went to Sydney because they thought that Chloe could have some surgery that might fix it but previous to this we had to go through a negotiation which turned into a court case to allow Liam to come with us to Sydney because we were going to be there for a minimum of three months and he and Chloe were best friends she just idolized him and he idolized her and I did not want to separate them. So this became a real sticking point between me and my ex-husband and we ended up going to court. So I had to explain this to the magistrate that for our family health and for Chloe's 
recovery and for her mental health and for her physical health she needed her little brother and her mum with her so I remember driving into the courts to try and fight for my own family you know you're thinking about this I'm going through a challenge of the health of Chloe and managing that and trying to keep myself positive and optimistic and then having to deal with this court case at the same time So I distinctly remember driving in and this whole displacement thing is I'm just feeling completely ungrounded and, you know, untethered. I had no idea how to cope with this. I'm telling you, I'm like 33 years old. So I'm driving into town and I'm listening to Wayne Dyer. Now he has this fantastic book and then it was a series. I had it on cassette tape, which shows my age. And then I... (laughs) And then I had it on CD, but you know, you can stream it now. And it's called For Every Problem There Is a Spiritual Solution. So I'm driving into town and I'm listening to this. I'm listening to Wayne talk about his conception miracle story. And this is how it went. He said he and his wife were in their apartment, in a small apartment in Maui, and they already had four or five children. And they were doing everything they could to not conceive another child. They had, you know, a child in the bed with them. They had a child in the bassinet next to them or a cot next to them. And they were doing everything possible to keep themselves pregnant free so that they didn't add to their brood straight away. But what happened was they conceived a baby during this time. And in his most beautiful, calming, knowing voice, he said to me straight to me he said it just proves that when a soul wants to come through it will find a way and we're all meant to be here and that was just a light bulb moment for me I just felt awash with relief I was just blown away by the fact that this worry in my head, this story that I had been telling myself for over 30 years that I wasn't meant to be where I was, I wasn't meant to be in this family, I didn't have a place in this world, it suddenly all just washed away with this one sentence from this beautiful man who completely saved my life that day. And I remember I pulled over and I rang my mum in tears and... I just said to her, I need to tell you, mum, that I know that I'm meant to be here and I wanted to say thank you. And she ended up in tears too. And then I actually had to collect myself and drive further into the magistrate's course to put my case forward to have Liam come to Sydney with me and Chloe. So that is my story today. It was a long story, I know, but I finally got to the point is that conception in itself is a miracle. We all know that For me, having that extra hurdle of my dad had a vasectomy before I was conceived was just an extra miracle. I just feel so blessed. So at that time when I realized that was just a pivotal point in my life, a complete pivot, because I knew then that I was here for a reason. I didn't know what that reason was. At that time, the reason was to keep my daughter well and alive and keep my family safe. But now I know the reason that I'm here is to help others. And that's the path that I'm on now. So that was just something that I wanted to share with you because we all go through our life and 
and you know life is just such a multifaceted experience we have our subconscious our conscious our thinking mind our monkey mind our emotions our heart our intuition our guidance system we have that all and we have to sort of manage it all to bring it in so that we know that where we're going and what we're doing is right for all of that and sometimes that takes time and it takes resources and framework you know I had a lot of therapy I didn't go until way after Chloe died so in my 40s I went and I had a lot of CBT with a psychologist around the relationship with my dad because that was my first heartbreak and that really set me up for the further heartbreaks I had in romance because as the psychologist said to me as a child as a girl the first love affair or the first time you fall in love is with your own father but because my father had caused me so much pain I used to choose the opposite to him which wasn't right for me completely not right for me so that just changed everything So that's just a little story to illustrate that sometimes the stories that we tell ourselves and we just layer different chapters on top of each other as we go through our lives and we tell ourselves these stories, they don't often have any truth or fact or anything real about them. They're just the stories that we tell ourselves. And so the story that I had been telling myself was that I didn't fit, I wasn't meant to be here, I didn't have a path, I felt ungrounded but it wasn't true it was not true and it wasn't until it was my early 30s when I listened to Wayne Dyer tell me that every soul is here exactly the right place exactly the right time for exactly the right reason that it all just flowed away and gave me that freedom of knowing that I'm meant to be here so that is my little story today to give you a little bit of background as to how I got onto this path to helping others navigate their own lives because if I can help someone else avoid a few obstacles on the way with some strategies and resources and you know support and help and guidance then that is just going to make my heart so full so that is the reason that I'm telling you this story today to tell you that not everyone has a perfect story not everyone has a perfect inner story where they love themselves where they know themselves where they trust themselves it all happens over time so give yourself a little bit of a break if you're feeling like that and just know that over time if you do the work if you work on yourself if you're open to open to new learnings and new information and you're open to people who can help you to guide you to mentor you to coach you then you will end up on that path with all those things that I was talking about before drawn in so that path is really clear it's like a neon path ahead of you and you know you're there that is the reason that I'm sharing this story today to say that our life's journey is long it's messy it's heartbreaking it's joyful it's happy it's frustrating it's challenging it's all of those things but you will find your path and if you need some help in doing that please reach out because that's what I'm here to do so I hope you've enjoyed that little story that I shared it's just a small thing from our childhood that can become a huge thing in our adulthood so just be aware of what you're thinking and the stories that you are telling yourself because really they're just made up and you can make up any story that you want so make up something that is going to fill your heart and fill your cup thanks for listening
Well, I haven't done a solo episode for a while, so I hope you enjoyed that. I just wanted to make a bit of a correction. The Wayne Dyer book and CD and streaming series is called There's a Spiritual Solution for Every Problem. I get that mixed up a bit, so sorry about that. So again, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you picked up a snippet or two in that podcast episode that may help you to get some clarity or find some direction and once again if you need any help or support please reach out my new website is being released it's all live well part of it anyway it's still a work in progress please go check it out at lcrawfordmarsden.com and you can also find me on instagram at l.crawford.marsden and facebook at lcrawfordmarsden so again thank you so much for listening have a wonderful day please do something that fills your cup and fills your heart and if you listen to the previous episode the soul modes episode with Carly you would know that you need to fill your cup four different ways so please be aware of that too because that is just amazing information if you didn't catch it it's in the previous episode called soul modes have a wonderful day lots of love to you guys from my big smushy heart to yours have the best day possible see ya (laughs) 